You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Today, I'm joined by Dylan Sanders of Canal Street Chronicles and Whole9Sports. You can find him on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. We'll spend the first two segments of the show reviewing his recent seven-round mock draft, and to end the show, we'll have the second half of my interview with former Florida long snapper and 2021 NFL draft prospect Brett Diagardi. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you'll never miss an episode. How you doing, Dylan? Uh, you know, just vibing, just chilling on Max and relaxing all cool. I hate I'm not shooting any b-ball outside of the school because uh, our gyms are closed right now. I hate you so much. This is going to be fun. <laughs> um, listen, so we have a lot of podcast experience together, Brandon, um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to come through, I think, throughout this these these couple of segments. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a blast. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. We haven't recorded together in a couple weeks. We haven't done a non-interview recording in forever. Yeah, that one, that one's been. I'm gonna say like half a year, at least minimum. At yeah. least, yeah, minimum half oh, a year. So this is gonna be awesome, and I get to make fun of you the whole time and judge That's you. It's not. Awesome. No, this is literally just me judging you for the next like 15. All minutes. right, listen. Also, okay. So as a primer for everybody listening, uh, I am a student at Louisiana State University. Um, the superior school just just to get that out there all right and i'm gonna cut him off and i'm just gonna go for the episode by myself i'm just gonna trash his mock the whole time <laughs> well like you weren't planning on doing that with me here so i just i really hate that you just came onto a gators podcast and you're immediately like you know what i'm gonna elijah more lift the leg right in the end zone here i cannot stand you sometimes he's also wearing an lsu hat and uh he knows I hate him for it now. Listen, it's it's I got it. I got it. He's got a Gators background though, so I'll tell you that it's a locked on Gators background. It is. Let's be fair. It is. And Let's be fair. I'm just trying to be a nice guest. I I will make it seem like he's really just rocking Gators gear. Don't worry about that. But stepping into it, Gators, you had in your mock draft that just came out recently on your Twitter, where anybody can find it. Your first pick. Kyle Pitts to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, yes. Uh, so a lot of people don't really know where they're going. And I feel like if you're not set on a quarterback there, you probably don't take a quarterback and you try and build your roster because getting a quarterback doesn't fix their roster. And granted, getting a tight end, well, you can't. Okay. Let's say Kyle Pitts is not just a tight end, he is an offensive weapon. Uh, you know, Brandon has coined that phrase. I love the the phrase offensive weapon. Um, It's what he is. You're getting so much more than just a tight end out of Kyle Pitts. And adding him into that offense will make the transition in the future 
for whatever quarterback they go for probably next year after they lose their all of their games again. <laughs> um, and <laughs> remember, folks, I'm Canal Street Chronicles. I'm a Saints fan, so I'm gonna I'm gonna trash the Falcons in this as well. Fair. <laughs> um, after lose all their games again, whatever quarterback they pick next year will have a a, a great time. I don't see them going. I, I wouldn't mind them going. Uh, quarterback there, but I don't think they will. But Kyle Pitts in that offense uh, alongside uh, Calvin Ridley for the next 10 years would be crazy good. Yeah, and just so obviously you mentioned Kyle Pitts offensive weapon. We know I love using that phrase. How important to this offense do you think it would be to add someone as versatile as him? Where you'd have Julio, who's probably in the tail end of his career. Granted, he's still got a few years, but tail end of his career. You've got Calvin, who's a very young offensive weapon again and then Mm -hmm. you've got Hayden Hurst so another tight end so you'd be able to go heavy but not heavy and you'd be you'd still have plenty of options to go with so how important would that be to that Falcons offense with Pitts um it would be insane and and let's not forget we do have Arthur Smith going to Atlanta who had Jono Smith last year and knew how to get the most out of Jono Smith so imagine him being now getting John O. Smith plus um, crazy, right? It's going to be, it'd be a lot of fun. That's exactly what I mentioned last week where I was like, Hey, like Kyle Pitts is possibly better than John right now Mm -hmm. because he's just more versatile of a weapon. So Mm -hmm. adding a guy that knew how to use John and then giving him someone even better than Janu could be just absolutely huge for this offense. Yeah, um, I, I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. And then, of course, your next pick that you had for the Gators, at least, was one that I haven't spoken about on the show yet, so it's going to be fun to hear about. You had the 25th overall pick, Jacksonville Jaguars, taking another offensive weapon, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony to the Jaguars makes a lot of sense. It's it fits the mo of what they like to use. Um, an offense with uh, with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, James Robinson at running back, and then a wide receiver core of DJ Chark, Lavisca Chenault, and Kadarius Tony is just absurd. Yeah, I've I've spoken about this. Uh, off air with people before with the Jaguars having James Robinson as they were starting running back not really a legitimate backup option so they likely I mean we've seen Urban Meyer call plenty of games you know Gator fans we've seen him use plenty of versatile weapons like just look at Percy Harvin but so he'd have LaVisca Chenault, who's very much that wide receiver like the slot he, he should back be role. a running back <laughs> yeah so he's got the slot running back and then he's got Kadarius Tony now, who's also basically a slot back. So it would just add so much to this offense. And we know Urban Meyer likes to use him, and he knows how to. And mm-hmm. also, they've got Darren Bevel there now, who was the offensive coordinator of the Vikings when Percy Harvin was a Viking. So we know they're going to use a versatile set in this offense. So I think the Kadarius Tony pick, while we haven't spoken about it much was sneakily one of the best scheme fits that we see in the entire draft. So kudos to you for that one. That was a great pick. I loved it. It's not one that people talk about a lot, but 
they're going to get another wide receiver early. That's just what they do. And getting someone like Kadarius just fits their MO too much to pass it up. Um, yeah. It, we've, you know, like you, like you mentioned the whole Percy, Percy Harvin thing that played a lot into why I made that, that selection. Um, but I'd love to see it happen. And I'd love for Kadarius to have uh, someone like Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball to him. You can bet on uh, Kadarius Tony making it under that circumstance. And you know what else you can bet on? Line.ag. <laughs> I hate you so much still for it, but I love it. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. I signed up about three and a half years ago. I've gone to absolutely zero multiple times, and I keep coming back, though. I got it. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Dylan, so now we're on to days two and three of your mock draft. First up for the Gators, 83rd overall, third round, you had Chicago Bears, Kyle Trask. Explain that for us, because I know that the other day I went through Kyle Trask's perfect NFC fits, and the Bears were on that list for me. Listen, Kyle Trask is not... (laughs) (laughs) I just had to throw it in there. Um, Trask is not bad. I'll, I'll say that. He's not bad. He's not great, and won't be great immediately in the NFL I I think personally, but he has the chance um, and going to a team that would use him. I feel like they used Mitchell Trubisky like a team should use Kyle Trask and not how they should use Mitch Trubisky. So having a quarterback that more fits what I think Chicago really wants to do at the quarterback position like Kyle Trask and having him be able to sit behind Andy Dalton and whoever else they had that I can't remember off the top of my head. Nick Foles. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, that guy. Super Bowl uh, champion Nick Foles. <laughs> I couldn't remember if they had traded him or not or anything. Maybe it was Joe Flacco that I was thinking of. I don't know. Elite quarterback Joe <laughs> Flacco. Uh, but no, Kyle Trask, I think, fits what they want to do. Um, he would he would play into that more running. Uh, he, uh, even though he may not be m- more as athletic as Mitchell Trubisky, he would be able to set up a running offense, I think, better with that backfield and then be able to get to the targets whenever he can. Yeah, and one of the things I mentioned was, like, I'm not saying Kyle Trask is a savant when it comes to football and being able to read coverages, but I feel like it's harder to be 
less capable than Mitch Trubisky when it comes to reading coverages <laughs> and reacting. So one of the things I mentioned was Matt Nagy would then now get to maybe open up his offense a little bit. And like you mentioned, Kyle Trask, you lose a decent bit of the running attack just because he's not nearly as a threat. We've seen him run, run so many QB draws that just never work out. But now I feel like it opens up your passing game, and I think that's huge for Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then uh, your next pick was just a few picks behind that. I loved it because I think this is about where he should go even maybe a little bit earlier but 88th overall you had the rams taking offensive tackle stone forsyth i the more i watch stone stone forsyth the more i like i think he is gonna be a good starter maybe not immediately but you who is the rams tackle right now it's andrew whitworth the their left tackle he is like a year or two, maybe two most. To I dust. think, yes, <laughs> to, to turning to does. Former LSU Tiger, by the way, go Tigers. Um, Adrian, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Stone Forsyth can get there, play a rotational role within that offensive line, and then be set up for a great, a great job of uh, protecting Matthew Stafford's blind side for a couple of years now. Um, so I think, I think that gives, he, he will go best to a team. He'll fit best with a team with a veteran left tackle that he can sit and develop behind, but he definitely has the tools to become a starting left tackle for a team for a long time in the NFL. Yeah. He's one of those guys where, I mean, we know that the Rams like to throw the ball and I mean, Matt Stafford loves throwing the ball. Just look at his attempts throughout his career. And Stone Forsyth kind of thrives as a pass protector. So it's one of those teams where, mm-hmm. yes, he needs to go somewhere that they're going to let him just drop back and pass protect. And when you're running it, try not to send him out on zone <laughs> runs too much. He's not great at that. But uh, it's something that he's going to develop at, and I do love the fit here. I think that he's that he would be huge for this Rams offense. He and, would be huge anywhere because he is a large man. Honest, and also, how perfect is it? That he's just a mountain of a man, and his name is Stone. It is. It is pretty awesome. That, that is just kudos to Ray and I don't know Stone Forsyth's mom name, but kudos to them. Uh, next up, we go to the fifth round. No Gators in the fourth. We have fifth round defensive tackle to the Houston Texans to Daryl Slatton. Speak, talking about a guy that's built. <laughs> to to Daryl Slayton, Slayton is a huge man, and it's it was hard not to notice throughout all of his games. Um, but he is he he's a guy that I think can develop into like a good one tech. I think, and Houston needs a lot of things. Uh, among those being better defensive line help because they are kind of uh, they are. Uh, <laughs> It is that, that that position is. I'm trying to think of the word. Trash. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> that it is a barren of talent. <laughs> that that uh, defensive line group now with uh, with JJ Watt gone. So him sitting up there, he'll be a good nose tackle. And I, I think that he's falling victim. I think he is better than a fifth rounder probably, but he's falling victim to the fact that the the nose tackles in this class are amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's also, it's not only just how good the nose tackles in this class are, because obviously there are so many, specifically, like, nose fits, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's a position that's not as highly valued as it should be, because, I mean... I mean, don't tell the Carolina Panthers that. They took one <laughs> in the top ten last year. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> we could look at just the AFC South alone. We know that the Jaguars, they're going to spread it out a lot, but they're also going to attack you in the run game. And mm-hmm. you've got the Colts with Jonathan Taylor and the Titans with Derrick Henry. So it's like you need to have big bodies up in the middle of that defensive line. And I think that Slayton just fill in perfectly there. And your last pick, I know you're so excited to talk about this one. <laughs> Fifth round, 183rd overall to the Atlanta Falcons, cornerback Marco Wilson. Man, is there something, is there a game that Marco Wilson really stood out last year? Oh, yeah, let me think. The greatest game of, oh, man, I had, that was the most fun I had was whenever he threw that shoe. I had so much, I laughed so hard. Some of the hardest I've ever laughed was whenever Marco Wilson threw the shoe and allowed LSU to then go on and win that game that they probably shouldn't have. Definitely shouldn't have, but they did because Marco Wilson threw his show. Here's 20 yards. Here's the thing about that one. I, it was a terrible decision. I totally get it, but I have a hard time still holding that grudge against him because fact of the matter is LSU never should have been in that game to begin with. So yeah, boneheaded play cost the Gators a chance of coming back or the chance of winning that game. But really, the Gators team just in general kind of blew that whole game. So I, I, I'm trying to not hold that against him as much as I did when it happened. But, uh, I mean, we know Falcons could use secondary help in a division that has fantastic wide receiver talent, um, except for one, ooh, slant boy. Um, but, you know, everybody else, great. So much talent there. Panthers, Bucks. Just so much talent. Saints, I mean, Traquan Smith is pretty good, I guess. But, you know, we'll leave it at that. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying, if you're going to take shots at us, I'm going to take shots at you. I think that's totally fair. Uh, But that is just about all the time that we have for today. And and listen, I I want to say, in defense of Marco Wilson, in defense of Marco Wilson, he right now is a little bit smaller. He might not be as built as some of the guys like Stone Forest or Tadero Slayton, but he could get there with the help of Built Bar. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar champion, Coconut Brownie Chunk. Personally, I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. That That's right, the sweet spot for me. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth, like me, that's no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. April 19th through 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Odyssey and the Lockdown Podcast Network, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Our local experts for every team will make trades and pick the next stars for their team. 
Follow the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Once again, that was Dylan Sanders from Canal Street Chronicles and Whole Nine Sports. You can catch him on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. You can also catch him on the Whole Nine Sports podcast, Dylan and Ross Save Sports, and come draft night, the Whole Nine Sports draft stream. Up next is the second half of my interview with Florida long snapper and 2021 draft prospect, Brett Diagardi. Here it is. How tight-knit is your special teams unit? Because I'd imagine you guys, you said you guys are kind of the first ones to get kicked off if you need it. Yeah. I yeah, imagine you guys are constantly just with each other in a fairly oh yeah. small group. No, we, I, I would say our group, I know it, it's different because, you know, I could go, you could go talk to another school's specialist and they would say something, but I think specialists just in general are very tight knit group. I know ours here specifically, you know, we were always playing golf together or, you know, do, doing a lot of activities together. We had like multiple team meals where it's just us specialists going, we like to go to different Mexican places and, and try out, you know, chips and salsa and quesos from different places and, and test out different types of foods. But we're a very tight knit group and it, it's, it's great. Cause it's like the older guys, like I was a senior, uh, Jacob Finn, who was our punter was a senior. And then Evan, you know, was going on to the draft, you know, all of us were very close, you know, between playing a lot together this year, you know, in field goal unit and punts and stuff, but it's also like, we're very close with the younger guys too. And that's one thing that I liked about being a specialist is even when I came in as a younger guy, feel like everyone's very welcoming and it's like everyone's just trying to compete to be their best it's not like you know there is plenty of competition going against people and like position battles and stuff but at the end of the the day it's like as a specialist you're trying to be the best version of yourself and uh i feel like all together we did a very good job of older guys and younger guys all getting along together gelling well and we i'd say we're shoot you know on the team I know you, you got offensive linemen and, and quarterbacks spend a lot of time together in meetings and stuff. So they all, everyone was very tight knit, but I'd say the specialists are right up there as, you know, the most uh, tight knit group in terms of, you know, respecting each other, hanging out with each other, you know, really caring for each other. And then going back just a little bit to uh, your recruitment, of course, what was yeah. it like? Like what's recruitment like for a long snapper? It's, it's very, uh, you got to be very patient because, you know, no one very rarely nowadays are there a lot of full ride scholarships, you know, given to like power five schools because, you know, a lot of schools such as like at Florida here, it's more of a like whoever's there, like an older guy usually is on scholarship and playing. And then, you know, they bring in guys that are, you know, preferred walk on and, and then they you know, take the reins from the guy that's older than them and earn the job. And it, it, it's a snapper in general and, and recruiting. Like I said, there's not a ton of scholarships given out. So it's kind of like you can get some uh, like I had a couple full ride scholarships to like smaller schools and stuff like, you know, Division One double A. And, and I always had a goal of playing here. And I had a couple of shoot. I had a decent amount of, you know, preferred walk ons and stuff to a lot of power five schools. And I ultimately chose Florida. But in terms of the recruitment, you know, when when coaches are filling out their classes, you know, for the next couple of years, they're going to want to go and get, you know, a top ranked DB or quarterback or wide out from three years from now before even, you know, trying to get a snapper for the next upcoming year. So it's kind of like you wait your turn and then, you know, 
right when your season ends, you know, junior or senior year, you're talking with teams. And then it's like uh, by the time your senior year is over in terms of football, you know, you know, a couple of places where they're very interested. And my recruitment, honestly, for a snapper, I'd say was pretty, pretty well done because I, I had a lot of teams that, and coaches that I talked to just not a ton of like full rides, which just doesn't happen at the position. But um, it went well, and you just got to stay patient and, and, you know, keep that relationship going with the coaches. And then, obviously, regardless of how you come into a team, once you're there, you know, all the rest of the stuff's out the window. You got to prove yourself. You got to work hard, and you got to earn whatever you get, you know, which I did, which I'm proud of myself for doing. But, yeah, but just a snapper in general, you're not, you're not on, the, on the top of the – you're basically probably the lowest of the totem pole. So, you know, when you get your opportunity, you got to make the most of it. All right, and then just to wrap up, uh, I asked this question on my other podcast that I have. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna bring it here and adopt it here. Gotcha. If, I mean, you're going to be in the NFL very soon. Mm-hmm. And are you familiar with my cause, my cleats in the NFL? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is one cause that you might like to represent on your cleats? Um. So if I had to pick, I would want to do St. Jude's uh, Children's Research. And I think the main reason for that is, you know, I just really, I, I really appreciate what they do for, for, for the children there. And, and it's, you don't ever want to see a kid, you know, be put in the circumstances that they're in at such a young age. And it's so hard, you know, mentally and physically, you can't even imagine what they go through at that, at that age to be going through this, the stuff that they have to go through. And just any way I could help you know, donating money or, or really any resource time, like community service, anything I could do to help, like, you know, the next generation and, and allow them the opportunity, the same opportunities I have and, and more. Cause it's like, you want, I mean, they're the next generation. You want to have them have the most, you know, opportunity possible to be the most successful they can be and, you know, have a good impact on the world. And I would definitely say St. Jude's just because, you know, I feel like I'm very passionate about it. And it's something that if, if I have the platform to, have any positive impact i'd be more than willing to you know have have a huge impact and help those kids out all right thank you brett good luck with the rest of the process and we'll definitely be in touch and we'll get you back on for sure perfect thank you so much i appreciate the opportunity that does it for today's episode of locked on gators tune in monday for another mock draft monday review Thank you once again for listening. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work at Whole9Sports.com. That's W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports.com. Don't forget to follow Locked On Gators so that you never miss an episode. Also, make sure that you leave a review or you can DM me, whatever. Let me get your feedback on the show. Let me know what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear any more of. And also be sure to check out Locked On Raiders. I know I shouted them out earlier this week, but your boy Q just released an interview with former Raiders and Bronco and Broncos punter Marquette King that you won't want to miss.